Welcome to the Empowered Empath Podcast. My name is Ashley Jones, and I'm an energy mentor and plant medicine practitioner. My goal with this podcast is aiding you in your own discovery of finding the tools you need to pass down a prodigy, provide you with the prep work to shatter old belief systems, and to teach you to establish new foundations to lead yourself and the collective into a new level of consciousness where we can rewild and redefine the definition of what it is to be an empath. Let this podcast guide you to the new Arab empaths that epically pave the way of their own healing so together we can each establish and own our own creator power and bear witness to the new age through healing and manifestation. Welcome to the new awakening. Hello and welcome back to Empowered Empaths Podcast. I'm so excited to be here as always. I cannot believe we are on episode 7 of Empowered Empaths. If you haven't been tuning in, I encourage you to strongly do so. You can go over the previous episodes and have a good listen. They're not overly long. The first one's a little bit lengthy, but I promise you they are so well worth it. I ramble on a little bit, but I mean, it's just highly influential and it just really changes how you, um, how you view things and how you protect your own energy, but you also simultaneously help others to change. It's a very invigorating podcast to listen to if I may toot my own horn and I I do like I I said I strongly recommend that you give it a listen so today's episode we're going to be talking about empaths and relationships and it's something that when I do readings for others I get a lot of questions about not always necessarily romantic relationships but just relationships in general and a lot of the time we do not know how to navigate them especially as empaths because we are overly sensitive we're just wired differently and It takes a whole lot of explaining and understanding to do, and that's totally fine. That's what we're here for. We're here to learn, and we're here to teach others what we do learn so we can create a ripple effect. So empaths and relationships, it's going to be more on an intimate level, but I want to give you some examples so you guys understand what I mean. So for me as an empath, this has been something that I've been studying for the last couple of years without knowing that I've been studying it. And it has made such a big impact on my life and given me so much more understanding, not only with myself, but how I carry on in a relationship, in a romantic relationship with somebody else. Um, I've more so taken the time to do a lot of my own groundwork or my a lot of my own shadow work, root work, whatever you want to call it, where I literally go over and come through my relationship, not in like a negative way or anything like that, but I go over my relationship, especially um, if a relationship hasn't worked out for me, I've gone over and it's like, okay, a lot of the time I blame the other person, but what can I do to communicate differently? What can I do to, um, you know, make sure that I'm doing my part as well? And, you know, like, even though I have been in an abusive relationship in the past, um, it's something that I can still hold a little bit more space for without letting it consuming me, you know? Um, and uh, so I want to explain to you why empaths tend to be attracted to unavailable people, whether that be emotionally in a physical relationship, whether with somebody else or anything like that. So as empaths, um, we like to save people. So if we feel like somebody isn't getting enough attention in their own relationship or um, they're just too busy with other things, a lot of the time we tend to think that we can save others or play the hero role, no matter if we really want to take that on or not, or if we go by that kind of like that description, that's really who we try to be because we are more empathic. We are more caring. Um, We're just wired differently. So we tend to 
play that supportive role. And being that supportive role doesn't always um, do its due diligence for us. It kind of breaks us down over the long term and it, it like it makes it difficult for us to be with others. But that's why we choose partners who aren't aren't there for us is because we don't want to feel lost in who they are. So if they're busy doing their own thing or if they're busy, um, you know, with their jobs or with the other relationship or anything like that, they just can't emotionally connect with you fully. We're like, okay, great. Like this is, this is what I want to sign up for because I know I'm not going to be dependent on that person. Um, so we do tend to be attracted to those kind of people. And that kind of ties in with fear of commitment. Um, <laughs> Wow. So fear of commitment used to be a really big thing for me, whether I would realize it or not. And um, if you're not familiar with me, I um, just came out um, as a lesbian after 31 years of my life, not too long ago. Um, I believe it's only been a couple months now. I believe it's March. We're sitting in June right now. So I'm still a baby. Um, But uh, it has nothing really to do with that in the sense, but it does more so have with like, I, I would be in relationships and it was harder for me to commit. So I would choose like a lot of long distance relationships. And I'm not saying that those aren't possible for other people. Um, but, um, I very much so fluctuate in a relationship. (laughs) I'm super, super, super thankful for my girlfriend that I have now. She's absolutely astounding that's where she gets her nickname from astounding amanda um but she is an empath too so it works out really well for us and i'll touch base on that a little bit later in this episode um but it works out really well for us because we understand each other on a deeper level right um but before like i would pick long distance relationships or i would pick relationships where i ended up getting cheated on a lot um or people that just weren't mentally stable or um abusers things like that because um, I had a fear of commitment and I didn't really realize that I had a fear of commitment, but I always had excuses. Like I always blamed a lot on the other person. I was always like, um, you know, like, oh, they have work to do. They have this to do. They have that to do. And I would never look at myself. I would never look at doing my own inner work. And, you know, it's because we have this fear of being tied down. We have this fear of like sometimes marriage or like not being able to remove ourselves from a relationship if we're scared. Sometimes we don't like, you know, feeling consumed by the other person's needs or wants or habits or um, hobbies that they choose to do. And we, whether we recognize it or not, we feel the need to just basically abandon the whole thing. And honestly, I didn't realize that I was doing that a lot in relationships um, and my relationship statuses, like the, um, what's the word I want? The career, quote unquote, excuse me. I don't know if that's the word I want, but that's the word I'm using. The career length of the relationship is the best way I can describe it. It wasn't very long. So I wasn't in the relationship for long periods of time, like a couple of years for sure. But it wasn't like, you know, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. And it was because I had a fear of commitment because a lot of the times being an empath, I was overly giving in a relationship. I just constantly gave myself out and didn't take much in. I didn't set clear boundaries. I I would just constantly give myself over no matter what that person needed, no matter who they needed to be. Instead of being myself, it was always like, I was always at their beck and call. Oh, you need a tea. Here's a tea for you. Oh, you need your space. That's fine. Even though I'm upset and moody right now. um, I'm just going to constantly give you your space because that's what you need. It doesn't matter what I need right now. And I just wouldn't communicate. And I always had a fear of communication. And then when I did communicate, I was 
screaming. I was upset. I was throwing tantrums as an adult. Like, um, I was just very consumed by the other person. And in the long run, it just came down to fear commitment. And, you know, like even growing up, like I, I thought I was in love with this guy, which I probably was at the time. Like, you know, um, and I'm sure you're questioning, like, how can I be lesbian and in love with a guy at one point? Um, but uh, you, you kind of learned down the road. But um, anyways, I was in love with this guy, like, throughout most of my life, like, from when I was, like, 13, growing up and whatever. But he was never available for me. So this kind of plays back with that unavailable people. Um, but we both had a fear of commitment. And um, no matter how much we both liked each other, it was just not going to work out kind of thing. Um, and now, um, he ends up not being like a good friend, but like a good acquaintance that I still have here and there in my life. Um, but really, really good person. Um, so to speak, I always think the world of them, but, uh, anyways, so just, just going through and like understanding that, like, we have a fear of commitment. It's probably clicking with you so much right now because, um, you're not alone. Like we, we tend to, um, push a lot of things on people but we don't understand that we are the mere reflection and until we can do our own work until we can understand who we are as empaths or highly sensitive people we're going to keep pushing others away and not in the nice like boundary setting way we're going to push them away and just be like okay I overgave I experienced burnout <clears throat> for me and now that I experienced this now I'm going to um, basically go into recluse mode and go incognito and just be out of here, zip, zalu, gone from the relationship. And then people are like, well, what the heck did I do? And it's not always the other person. Sometimes it's because we're not clearly communicating what our needs are um, and how we don't want to get lost in a relationship. And, you know, I mean, there's so many different ways to have a healthy relationship, but um, we're going to go over like best kind of matches for empaths in a minute here. But it's true, like we, we need to know that we're doing energetic exchanges. So when you're being with this person, you want to choose a good, healthy partner that understands who you are, that understands where you're coming from, because you don't want to end up with somebody um, who just takes. And sometimes that was a big issue of mine. And sometimes I was opposite and did the taking because I was so sick and tired of just giving away. So um, you really just need to make sure that you're finding someone um, where you don't have fear of commitment and somebody that's not unavailable because I mean either or is not going to work out in the long run and th and then eventually pardon me eventually you're going to get sick and tired of trial and error in these relationships because I don't know about you but for the most part I think the human population those who do want to choose a healthy romantic relationship aren't choosing to be in a healthy romantic relationship for five days they're choosing you know five years five decades <laughs> that kind of thing it's not just a temporary kind of fixed thing where it's just like oh yeah I want a romantic relationship but you still want to be able to um honor your individualism you want to be able to be your own person still but still be a part of um the other person's happiness like I often say to men you know I don't thank her for making me happy I thank her for adding to my happiness because that's what she does I don't rely on her to be happy but I know she just brings this, this absolutely heartwarming, endearing, loving feeling to me. And um, I don't feel lost without her, but I definitely feel more adventurous with her um, in all areas of life. And I just absolutely adore her so much. I'm getting goosebumps right now as I talk about it. But yeah, so um, she's just literally the sprinkles to my cupcake is what we call each other. But uh, 
yeah so anyway so empaths matches so best um, matches for empaths um and we're gonna go over a little bit of what they are like who to look for in a relationship what like what works for you and kind of what you can do in a relationship to keep it um powerful and you know strong and healthy and just overall that relationship that we kind of all crave that we don't necessarily need but something that we can rely on with good faith um so the best matches for empaths so rocks let's talk about people who are rocks so what i mean when i say is somebody who's a rock um we know we know them people who kind of come off and you're like oh my god this person's either mysterious or i have no idea what the hell they're thinking or they're just really hard to read or whatever but you're kind of attracted to them because they're like Ooh, like you know I've never met anybody like this or like I like the kind of the cool factor that they're giving off they have this like stern um you know outside uh you know um what's the word I want like um tough appearance but inside they're soft teddy bears we just know that we have to break down the rocks and get to them so when I say that usually there are people who kind of seem unemotionally um available which isn't necessarily true you just need to make sure that when you're dating this person which is totally fine they can work out is that you're expressing your needs and that you're communicating um you can get away with doing um like physical touch so being just physically romantic with your partner and i'm not just saying like uh you know throw yourself on your partner or anything for sexual intercourse or anything like that i'm just saying like spice things up um hold their hands communicate that you want that physical touch um kind of thing and um I also um mean you know um communicate you know you're like you need emotional space right now or your emotions need to be expressed in this sense because even though they're not expressing their emotions you could always bring up your emotions or you can even ask them to bring up their emotions how are you feeling today oh you're good is that how you're really feeling without pressuring them of course respect their boundaries too but you know make sure you're you're understanding where they're coming from too um and then um these are the people that don't tend to talk about their feelings like i said so get them to talk about how they are how they feel that kind of thing um and uh, really just like take time to communicate take time to um you know express thanks to them and uh you know they they love they love hearing like you know um, about their positive qualities because a lot of the times these people are so closed off from the world and society that they don't really let a lot of people know who they are so when you see something that you like that's little because we pay so much attention to the small detail be like oh my gosh I love that you know um, you paid attention to how I like my coffee made or um, I like the way that you um, make the bed in the morning for me that's really important and sincere to me because not only does it clean the room but it makes my space flow and it just makes me feel like you care about where you sleep or that you care about the room being um in good energy something just as simple as that it doesn't have to be like oh you know I care that you bought me this five thousand dollar um ring or anything like that like just just uh make it more um about the little details you know and um like I said going back to a little bit of details on like um saying who they are and what they're doing and everything um do like little intimacy requests you know um it doesn't have to be like um physical like we were saying it could be emotional like hey I'm feeling anxious right now are you feeling anxious or 
um you know because sometimes we're picking up on their feelings too whether they like to admit it or not we can get really down into how they're feeling whether you know they're aware of you know going through what they just went through during the day whether they're overwhelmed or anything like that or they're upset and they just can't understand why you can still make an intimacy request for that saying hey you know i'm here to support you or like are you feeling anxious or anything like that rocks like to be um you know understood too they like to be recognized for having emotions even though you have to work really hard at getting them out kind of thing um and another thing that's really good for these rocks is because we're more of like the um emotional people that wear our emotions on our sleeves kind of vibe take them out into nature um and everybody can ground and feel and breathe and surrender in nature and sometimes that's what we need and you can do it as a couple it's a beautiful pastime to spend together and why the heck not get out there plant some gardens go for a walk swim in a swim hole go into the waterfalls take a boat ride i don't really care but just get out in nature and spend time together um it doesn't have to be anything huge just in a natural setting all right so um i think we basically covered on what i want to do on rocks or unemotional people i rambled a little bit but you guys are getting the point i think um but yeah so another one is um people who are intellectuals so what i mean by that is sometimes people are out there and they're quite opposite of me i'm very like um emotional i'm very uh, my energy sometimes is very feminine where i'm like my head is up in the clouds i'm like i'm a dreamer um and i also set my mind to things and i go for it where there's people out there who are intellectuals who like the logic day-to-day living in the now um don't care about the past don't care about the future which is great they're quite opposite of me i'm usually one to plan a lot in the future make lists that kind of thing um but these people are very, very logical, masculine ran energy, which is fine. Um, kudos to them. But um, oh my goodness, how to be with them um, on a romantic relationship level. So asking them for help. These people are problem solvers. They like the puzzles. They like going in and figuring out the mathematical equation. So if you have an issue, if you're stressed out, if you need some logical kind of help or something is just not making sense to you, your emotions are ran and you're like, well, what would you do in this situation? These are the partners. These are the relationships, the people that you want to go to and ask for help. How can you help me solve the problem? Because they are going to be not only hung up about what's called the hero complex, which is fantastic because um, these people are um, playing the hero role again, um, similar to us in a sense whether they want to or not. And um, once you're like, hey, can I get some help? It is such a beautiful thing because um, they are hardwired to be like, oh yes, like I can solve this problem for them. Like they are asking me for help and they are like absolutely over the moon for it. I'm not saying run to them all the time and ask them for help. But if you have something that you just can't figure out or anything like that, that is a really good way to bond with these kind of people. Um, But if we are mentioning your issues to them, don't overload them. Um, a lot of the time with emotional thinkers, we can take on multiple tasks at once. Being empaths, we can take on multiple feelings. Um, if we are really good at protecting ourselves and setting boundaries, we're usually pretty good. But these type of people, the intellectuals, need one um, problem solved at a time. So just make sure 
that you're not giving them too much or they're going to be like, oh my gosh, like I can't do this list. Or like, they're just going to see it as a task, right? You don't want them to see it as a task. You want them to be like, yes, I can solve this problem. No problem. So just make sure you're not giving them, you know, 10 problems at a time, give them one or two, um, but preferably one at a time and just really grounding and earthing with that and just letting them know, hey, like, you know, um, this is my issue. I need time to recharge. I just need time to unwind after a long, busy day. Um, even if you give me an hour by myself, I would greatly appreciate it. Bam. For me, I just need more hours in the day. That's all I'm saying. But I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay. So lastly with them, make sure you're regularly communicating. Um, again, they're the logical people. You're, you're the emotional people. Meet somewhere in the middle and just make sure you're clear on what you're communicating. And um, I know right now it's a little bit more difficult. We are currently sitting in Mercury retrograde, but um, just break it down and empathize with them. Get to see the logical side of things, but also show them the emotional side of things. There's nothing like beautiful balance in a relationship. And those type of people are all for um, being logical and you're all for being emotional. So you guys can find a great balance in that sense. So as I mentioned with my girlfriend, um, we are both empaths and it works out really well for us because, pardon me, chewing on some ice. I drink so much water, but I'm doing podcasts. So just bear with me, but why not be real? <laughs> anyway, so my girlfriend and I, we're very very good at being in a relationship it's brand new still so I can't say too much but um because we're both empaths we communicate a ton and that is something that was missing so much from past relationships of mine we just did not communicate and then when we did I was yelling my head off I was getting like emotionally disrupted I I just was upset and like I didn't know how to express my emotions without coming off too strong or just losing my mind and not knowing what to say kind of thing. So I do take responsibility and not always communicating well in my past relationships. But thankfully, my girlfriend and I communicate so much. Um, we understand each other and we can really pick up on like when the other person's not feeling right. And, you know, it, it's good because we do a lot of check-ins and it, it, it's good because we also give you like each other alone time or space to get things done and we're also there to play the supportive role um so it can be done and just make sure that you are setting clear boundaries we still need time apart being in a romantic relationship even as empaths um and we still need clear boundaries we still need you know um to have different um communications about how our emotions are and we just basically come to an agreement on how we can support each other better and another thing that we do is we both pay super close attention to our own personal energetics and I cannot express this enough no matter what kind of relationship news that you're in is pay attention to your own energetics so it doesn't matter if you are male or female you do follow the lunar phase um so just like the moon, we have our own cycle that's built into us. Females have a physical cycle that's built into us, which is your period or your menstrual flow. And if you time it properly, like most people, most women will get their periods. Um, for me, I get mine around a full moon. Um, and when that happens, 
I'm a lot more recluse. I do not want to be near anybody. I'm clumsy. I'm withdrawn. Um, I like pretend that there's an excuse that all the crazies are out. I'm sure that you've ever been in a nursing home or in your animals, you know, they all kind of go crazy, no offense, um, or disrespect, but you know, they all kind of go crazy or their energy is very sporadic or, um, what's the word I want? Not unstable, but like, um, it's kind of misaligned, not in a terrible way, but, um, we don't always know how to, um, honor that energy. And that energy in the period, the full moon, when you're getting your period, your menstrual flow is in the winter phase. So it makes sense that, you know, we're taking time to analyze. We're a lot quieter. We're turning a lot more inward and we're really close to um, just really like calling in for solitude. We want that solitude to be a major part of us. So um, something like that is something that my girlfriend and I talk about um, our periods actually sync up, but, um, it, it works out great for the most part, but, um, honor, honor the fact that they have, like, that your partner who's an empath also has sensitivities too. Um, and uh, I'm not saying you have to be in a gay relationship to honor your period or anything like that. I'm saying that if you have your period, let your partner know, like, Hey, um, I tend to be more recluse. And if, if you don't, that's cool too. Like if you're bubbly and a people person, you're your period and you're all for it, by all means, honor what comes to you naturally. Um, near a new moon, <laughs> um, which is like near ovulation for me usually, um, holy crap on a cracker. I am so, so affectionate. So like tuned into my feminism, um, like my female um, feminine energy. Uh, it, it's insane. I'm like all for showing you that I love you. I'm all for um, physical attraction and physical intimacy and just, um, and I don't mean physical intimacy as in sex all the time. I just mean like, I want to hold your hand. I want to express to you how much I love you. I want to kiss you. Like I am all for that. And um, that's also when I have a lot of drive in my business. That's also when I have a lot of people kind of personality where I want to be near others and I want to support others. So not only do I honor that in my relationships, I also honor that in my business. Um, and it's just such a cool feeling to be able to know that this is the springtime. This is when things in me are awakening, they're vibing up. Um, these new seeds are being planted and I can just honor that energy, but also bring it into my relationship. So I think it's just so cool that we can study these things and work with our own energies and bring it into a relationship and just recognize, Hey, this is what I'm feeling lately. Um, and this is how you might be feeling because of it. And that is totally fine. Just honestly, um, you know, doing that is just fantastic. Um, it, it just brings so much more growth, so much more stability. And creating a healthy relationship is what it comes down to. Um, but uh, yeah, so other empaths are great. I'm not saying like you have to date another empath, but that's just the perks. And like I said, learning your energy is such a huge perk. Um, like I said, it makes a huge difference in, um, you know, letting you know um, what things are going to be like. And if you want to work on one-on-one with more energies, more like more understanding your own internal energetics or your external factors or external energetics, you can definitely, definitely, definitely get a hold of me. I would love to work one-on-one with you. Um, I will post link on my um podcast description and you can find me there 
But yeah, so that's what I specialize in is teaching others how to work with their internal and external energetic factors. Um, but that being said, so just keep in mind as empaths um, or highly sensitive people, whether we want to or not, um, everything is made of energy. The table that like my desk right now that I'm putting my hands on right now or that my phone is on and my microphone when I'm recording is energy. The microphone itself is energy. Out there in the wind, the air, the wind is energy. Everything that is here, whether it's, you know, living, breathing, it's energy. And whether it's just an inanimate object, it is also energy. So as empaths and highly sensitive people, when we're doing something like an act of intimacy, you're having sex with somebody, it doesn't matter who you're plugging into, you are plugging into an energy source. And I'm not saying, I'm not judging anybody who has had 50, 100 partners or whatever. That's, that's up to you by all means. Um, you know, I have friends like that. I have um, close relationships with people who, you know, have done that all like all in support of them if they want to do it properly, whatever. But each time you plug into somebody, you are doing an energy exchange. So when you're angry and you're having angry sex, are you really like going to, um, like, you're just getting at your frustrations, but like, are you getting at your frustrations and then you're talking about it later? Like, how are you going to support each other? Um, or if you're having sex with somebody who you know doesn't really care about you, you're just having fun or whatever, it doesn't work. Let me tell you, <laughs> like, one time, one time in my entire life, I had sex with somebody who I was not in a relationship with, and it just ruined me. Like, I just, I ended up developing what I thought was feelings for the person, which they really weren't when I thought of it afterwards, but I had dependency on that person and it was awful. Like it was honestly awful. They did not care about me. They did not care about anything I had to offer besides my body. And again, if that works for you by all means, but I'm letting you know now, if you do not protect your energy, if you do not do a proper energy exchange, then you're going to wonder why we have vampire energies like energetic people coming after us and they just want to suck out all our energy um but yeah so just think of it as like um you know a plug plugging into an outlet or whatever you are doing an energy exchange um so again um empaths need to be recharged whether it be recharged um you know like before or after sex um, whether it be recharged at the end of the day and you need some time alone, please do not hesitate. Do not hesitate to put yourself first. Um, you know, I've got a little guy and to be honest on my days off, um, obviously I get, I like, he gets his needs taken care of. Um, but I sit there and I like, before I even come out of my room, I meditate for five minutes. Like you're like, Oh, what's five minutes going to do? Well, let me tell you, it does a whole hell of a lot more than what five minutes of without meditation does. And you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it makes a huge difference. Like I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't communicate it. But five minutes of meditation makes a whole lot of a big difference than if you were not to meditate is what I'm saying. Um, it gives me so much more headspace. It gives me just like that more of like feeling of like settling down and just surrendering before the day even starts, before I whip out my phone or anything like that. I'm like, mm, yes, five minutes of meditation. Normally I'd meditate before work, but uh, your girl gets up at 3 a.m. and uh, has to work a 4 a.m. shift. So uh, 
Yeah, no, um, meditation land, not so much, but I, I always try to fit in like even just a few minutes for myself. You are not wrong, especially in a relationship, because I know we give so much into a relationship sometimes, um, especially as empaths and highly sensitive people, that sometimes we can lose time for ourselves, um, time for doing what we love. So just make sure you save some of that for yourself and recharge, um, especially at nighttime, you know um you know don't be afraid to go to bed a little bit early before your partner or um read while your partner is laying beside you or um you know sleeping in a separate bed it's not the end of the world if that's what your sensitivities need if that's what your boundaries need to be then please 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 communicate them if your partner doesn't understand then they're not the partner for you and that's what it comes down to um cuddling is also a really good way to recharge just as long as you're not um cuddling with somebody who's angry or upset um just make sure that's a really good way to um recharge um for me i have cold energetics i'm very cold and um like you physically touch me i'm often cold even in the middle of summertime my girlfriend makes fun of me because i sleep with like four or five blankets on even in the summer because of air conditioning um and uh, then she like she packs on the heat and sleeps in the bra and boxers like, <laughs> like complete opposite I'm in like I slept in pajamas last night that were winterized pajamas and like my blankets so um but yeah like cuddling you're gonna exchange your energies and everything like that so just make sure it's in a positive space but again um like I said touching into the last one um I already kind of touched into it but do not be afraid to ask for space um it's highly important it's it's uh, something that I can guarantee you will probably need um, in a relationship. Um, and also, if you haven't noticed, empaths and highly sensitive people. Excuse me, I'm playing in the background. I'm sorry. Um, my three-year-old. Yay! A little bit quieter, please, bud. Yes, please. And uh, it's all right. We're almost wrapping this up soon. But um but uh what was i saying <laughs> um oh yeah so empaths um not only require space it's not going to be um a bad thing to ask for that's something i could have asked for a lot more in um some of my past relationships um i do owe one of my exes kudos for uh giving me space um in my relationship and we um didn't always have the best of it um sometimes it would be too much space and too much distance between us but sometimes it was good space and uh, I learned to still be my own individual person. So I'm super thankful for that because, um, you know, a lot in the past, I gave away a lot of who I was myself. Um, but one more thing that um, really makes a really good relationship is avoid people who yell and not just because um, it's yelling and it's scary or it's hurtful, but because we're so sensitive, we don't like that energy source. We don't like that energetic in itself. So just make sure that um, we're not going to be with a person that yells. I can't stand yelling. I don't like yelling myself. Um, and that's one thing that I've been really learning in my relationships over the last um, last three. Um, when I dated my abusive ex, I yelled all the time. Not all the time at him, but like when he yelled, I would yell back. Um, and now in my relationships, I just don't yell at the other person. Yes, I still will be like, yeah, you're a dickhead. <laughs> or like, nah like you're being a bitch or whatever um or like I really don't like how you're acting right now but 
the thing is i'm not like you know um I'm, I'm still communicating my needs i'm still getting out my swear words and everything and expressing my emotions and you know this isn't making me happy or i feel like you're acting unfair um i always say it in a different way but um that being said like i'm not yelling and screaming and i'm not getting it back so um that's something i make very clear with my partners is that i do not like yelling and i'm not gonna put up with it so um, yeah, that's basically it. Um, like I said, please do not be afraid to ask for um, space. Be mindful of who you're connecting with, who you're charging into. Um, and overall, just make sure you're communicating. Make sure you're asking for space, setting the clear boundaries, whether they're physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, because we are emotional sponges. We will absorb other people. And that means we can absorb our partner's energy too, because the more closer we are to them, the more empathic we become, the more, um, you know, the synchronicities come out. That's when we, you know, if you and your partner have been together for a little bit and you start finishing each other's thoughts or you start saying the exact same words at the same time, that's because you guys are very like empathic and on the same level um, and you guys are picking up on each other's energies. So just be mindful. I hope this episode was helpful, just like any other one. I loved being here. Um, I love teaching you guys what I know or what I experience and I love you guys so much and if even if just one person listens I love lighting up the world with uh, my energies and just um, super thankful for each and every one of you so as always love light and dark thank you so much for tuning in I'll catch you next episode thank you so much for joining me I had such a delightful time as always even if this podcast episode only reaches one person I know that my energy, my medicine, and my purpose has been served. You can definitely find me on Conscious Collective on Facebook. And the group there is absolutely elevating for the conscious mind of empaths, highly sensitive people, and influencers. There you can find free value as well as just learning materials and a really tight-knit community. You can find me on Facebook under Leviathan's Co. or on Instagram or Pinterest, and you can find me at www.leviathanscove.com. That's L-E-V-I-A-T-H-A-N-S-C-O-V-E.com. And there you can find all my shop products with pure, organic, beautifully handcrafted plant medicine products, programs, one-on-one coaching or mentoring, and so much more. Thank you as always love light and dark make sure that you embrace your body elevate your mind and enrich your soul